0: You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. For instance, I won $18 Saturday night. Thank you, Connor Buck, for that, by the way. And if I can win, so can you. This week is jammed packed with action ranging from hockey to basketball to golf. And DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. And making a lineup on
1: DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweats like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better
0: place to get in on all of the action. So now that you know how to play and you know that even idiots like me can win, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry and an extra bonus with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry and extra bonus with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
2: i was walking through the halls of a minnesota rink when along came a wild fan who started talking smack to me he said i bet you never like the blues until they won a cup so i calmly turned to him and said hey man listen up i admit it's pretty great to win lord stanley's prize but listen I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. That team from old St. Louis, man. Got a cup in here, 52, man. Give me a let's go blues. I know Oshie, Bacchus, Berglund, J-Bo, Perron, Petro, Steiner, Allen, Tarasenko, Gunnarsson, Bennington, Edmund, Shen, Stastny, Elliott, Fabry, Shattenkirk, O'Reilly, Schwartz, Reeves, Yarrow, Dunn Sheporenko, Dunlange, Brunner, Raportuzzo, Koliakobo. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. A team from old St. Louis, man. Got a cup in your 52, man. So gimme a we went blue. Now, the starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast. Tom Franklin and the man called Wayne.
0: Hello and welcome to Blue Notes, located on the best city on the Mississippi, the best in the Midwest. We've got that Stanley cup power too sweet to be sour. And if you're still clueless, we are talking about St. Louis. This is your home for St. Louis blues coverage on the hockey podcast network. I'm your host, Tom Franklin wags and blues fan reacts. will be along in just a little bit here, but first things first, uh, we have some business to, uh, take care of here. We have some announcements to, uh, uh, bring along to you here. And, uh, It starts off with a uh, big announcement here. Now, you may, if you're watching the video version of this, first of all, uh, you may notice here on the uh, top right of uh, the video here, we have a Center Ice Brewery logo. Now, that's not there by accident. That is there because we have a contest, a giveaway with Center Ice Brewery to bring along to you. I'm very excited about of course. We've had uh, their assistant brewer on, Jack Ferrara, recently. Uh, Of course, I drink their beer, of course. In fact, you know, I'm not even prepared. Uh, Center Rice Brewery, and I haven't even opened it yet. What's wrong with me? Here we go. Let's fix this. There we go. And, of course, I've been talking them uh, about them a lot lately. Well, apparently they're very happy with uh, what we are doing here at Blue Notes to help promote them because they have donated a $25 gift certificate for us to give away to a St. Louis area resident. That part's key. We'll uh, talk about that here in just a little bit. Let me take a drink here real quick. There we go. So that $25 gift certificate, we are going to give that away with the help of DraftKings. And let me go ahead and bring up uh, DraftKings real quick here for the video version. And I'll try to explain away as best as I can how DraftKings works here. So we have started the Center Ice Brewery Blue Notes $25 Beer Run. It's a league on DraftKings every day starting Friday, March 5th, and through the games on Saturday, March 13th. You can participate in daily fantasy contests through that league. Join the league. You'll be notified of the new contests as they are posted. Uh, They only let me post contests about a day or so in advance, but you will get notified if you join that league. And this is key because the high score after all the games on March 13th, whoever gets the highest score will win the $25 gift certificate to Center Ice Brewery. It's free beer, people. You can use it on their tasty beers, their merchandise, or hell, you can even regift it if you want to. I, I don't care what you do with it. Um, this is 100% free, by the way, there is no charge. For any of these contests, there's no charge to join the league. Uh, we've been touting, of course, the uh, THPN uh, code. If you sign up for DraftKings, that's if you want to make a deposit right away. That that gives you a 20% bonus on your first deposit, and it gives you like a $3 ticket to enter uh, another contest if you want to. Um, but you don't have to do that. This is 100% free. There is no cost, no obligation. Um, the... Uh, Again, that don't use that code if you don't want to make a deposit. Um, I will drop the link to the league in the description below. You'll have to sign up for a DraftKings account. But again, you don't have to pay a single cent. This is just something I thought we would have uh, some fun with and give away some free beer. Who doesn't love free beer, guys? Um, so again, that's going to be running from Friday, March 5th, through the game Saturday, March 13th. Hopefully we'll have someone from Center Ice on for uh the uh 14th episode or i guess that'd be monday the 15th afterwards to announce the winner of the uh of the contest and uh good luck to those who uh, take part again you can use it for beer you can use it for merch and then or if you need to give a quick birthday gift to someone it's a great option now there are a couple caveats here number one gotta be 21 or over to enter because this is dealing with alcohol and we gotta obey alcohol laws here guys so you gotta be 21 or over and you need to live in the St. Louis region. And I say that because Center Ice doesn't ship out their beer. Now, if you want to get merchandise, they ship that out. But I have a feeling most of you are gonna want free beer, right? Free beer, guys. Come on, it's it's free beer. It's it's beer, but it's free. It's the best kind of beer, guys. So uh, and they don't and again, they don't they don't ship out their beer. Um, definitely not interstate. But if you live in the St. Louis area, you can stop by uh, their midtown location. They're located on an olive uh, just uh, east of Compton. And uh, you can order curbside service from them as well if you want to, even if you don't win the gift certificate. I highly recommend checking out their tap room. there are a good bunch of people. Support your local businesses, folks. But anyway, if you're watching the video version, this is the Center Rice Brewery Blue Notes $25 beer run league here. And Again, I'll be uh, dropping in some contests here as time goes on. But in case you haven't seen how DraftKings works, I'll go ahead. Let's go ahead and do a contest like a like a live contest right now. So uh, we are actually recording this on Wednesday night uh, before uh, the Blues game here, about an hour and a half before the Blues game. So we won't have any analysis of the uh, of of the uh, Wednesday night game because it's too late. It it gets done on 1130. I have to be up at two for work. I I can't do it, guys. I can't do it. Blame the NHL and their uh, insistence that they screw over young St. Louis fans. But anyway, let's go. Let's go ahead and do a uh, uh, a contest here. So I've got a little bit of money in the bank here. Uh, I've actually I won a couple games over the weekend. So or uh, when I I won money over the weekend. Let's just say I don't know if I actually like finished first in any contest, but uh, finished high enough to get some money. So we got, um, let's go ahead and do this NHL 15K Sticks. Now this uh, will cover the late games uh, tonight here. And uh, as you can see, you have, uh, uh, immediately gives you a list of players. You can see the games that this is affecting. So this will be for the Minnesota Vegas games, Arizona, Los Angeles, and Colorado San Jose. So any player that is involved in those games uh, will be eligible for this particular contest so you do have a salary cap and you can see it uh, over to the uh, right hand part where my mouse is if you're watching on the video average remaining player you yeah, got about an average of five thousand five hundred dollars to work with and then you have a total of fifty thousand dollars you have to fill two centers three wingers two defensemen a goalie and a utility player so um actually you know what this this contest is eleven dollars i'm 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 feeling kind of cheap tonight let's go ahead and do this uh uh let's go ahead and do this $4 one. That that's more like it. There we go. This is a, this is more of a demonstration. $11 is a kind of high for a demonstration in my opinion. But same games, same deal. And uh let's go ahead and find our player here. So you can see uh the player, the position, uh their uh, their opponents are um you know their home team is uh or their team rather is highlighted in bold. Uh FP uh PG is their uh uh, fantasy points per game that they average on uh, uh, throughout the season. Uh, Their uh, opponents uh, points uh, rank is uh, basically it, it's the quality of how, their quality of opponents. So, like, for instance, Nate McKinnon, he's taken on San Jose Sharks. They're ranked 29th in the league, and uh, he's got a high salary of eight thousand eight hundred dollars. But you know what? I'm going to take it because he's Nathan McKinnon and he is a great, great center. So now I'll probably want to look at more of a value center just to kind of offset McKinnon's high salary here. And uh, let's take a look here at what I could possibly grab here. You know what? Nick Schmaltz tore into uh, the Blues during the seven-game set with, uh, uh, with the Blues. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Nick Schmaltz as my other center. So you see I have two players then, seven players left to go, and I have about $5,200 average player uh, remaining. So now we're it automatically bumped you over to wingers, and uh, of course, you know I can go ahead and grab Rantanen. I can grab Pacharetti, Connor Garland. Yeah, I'm, I'm grabbing Garland because let's face it, guys, he he's good, and um, a good value pick uh, lately has been Matt Zuccarello. He's playing at Vegas though, so I may want to avoid that. Um, but then again, I might not. Is, is Timo Meyer is he okay? Let's and you can actually check each player as you can see. And uh, it'll give you an update on how they're doing so he's healthy uh he posted three assists uh just uh just Tuesday night so you know what uh and he comes at a price tag of just forty four hundred he's got a tough opponent in Colorado tonight but he's a good fantasy player and that's a not a bad deal actually I'll go ahead and grab Timo Meyer and then I have about fifty one hundred dollars left to spend. let's go ahead and use it on I'll go and use it on Landis cog uh, He's, he's got a pretty good matchup. And um, yeah, I feel like I'm cheating when I take Colorado's uh, Golden Line players here. Uh, now we're over to the defense. And, you know, actually, I'm going to hold off on defense. I'm going to grab my goalie, uh, first of all, here. So um, you can see the goalies listed here. The P indicates that they are the probable starter for tonight. So uh, you can uh, figure out uh, which goalie you want to go with here. Now, um, Anti Rantha has been. Uh, uh pretty good against the Blues. Uh he's not in a great year though. So I, I may want to pass on him. Uh Marc Andre Fleury against a good Minnesota offense. I'm probably gonna pass on that one. Um Cam Talbot starting against Vegas. Uh Talbot's had actually a pretty good year this year. Um and you know what? He's and, and he's one of the cheaper options there. It's just he's playing against a very good Vegas team. Um Let's see here. Let's go with... And they don't know who's going to start for uh, Los Angeles yet, or at least they haven't picked one yet. Um, I'm going to grab Talbot. It's a risk. It's a risk, but uh, he's having a good year, and he's a pretty decent value. All right, so we got to pick two defenders here. We have about $4,300 on average, which is not not that great. I kind of punt defensemen anyway, just because they're not going to be your big point getters. Uh, so I don't really go too crazy with them. I'll take Samuel Gerrard from Colorado. He's uh, healthy again, and he's a good point producer. And then let's see here. What else do we have? Uh, we can go with uh, Drew Dowdy. Uh, that's a pretty good value, $4,800, uh, $4, uh, average about 10.5 points. If they're in double digits, that's generally good. So I'll go ahead and grab them. Then my, ma- my last player is going to be a $4,100 player here. Now, they organized it by salary, so you can actually break it down and see who you can afford here. And you know what? I've got him on my fantasy team, so I'm going to go ahead and grab a uh, Kaprizov, even though he's got a tough matchup tonight. So there's my lineup here on the right side. And then you can, uh, if you have lineup saved, if you're doing like multiple contests tonight, you can click on uh, import. Um, I'm not sure what reserve does. And then, of course, the enter is $4, which go ahead. And do now again the contest with Center Ice Brewery is going to be absolutely free. You don't have to pay a single dime. So there you go. Um, all right, that's your that's your tutorial for uh for DraftKings, in case you are wondering, and hopefully this uh that helps you out and uh you take part in the contest. The more the merrier. Um, by the way, if uh any contest fills up on a given night, uh start shooting me messages, I'll start a new one and uh we, we'll just go from there. They cap it at uh, they cap it at 19 people per contest in order for the contest to be i guess guaranteed or at least for the contest to go forward if you will. If you do 20 and more and you try t- and if you're short the ca- the contest just cancels. So it's 19 people per contest but if there's more people I will start a new contest and that will go into the uh the league rating. So uh good luck. Good luck. That is our uh contest for the next week, and uh, hopefully someone will get to enjoy some free beer, guys. That's mm, Who doesn't like free beer? Um, Speaking of announcements, uh, we have a couple new shows on the Hockey Podcast Network to let you know about. We've been adding a lot of shows this week, but I want want to highlight two of them. So first of all, long-time blues podcast, Blues Hockey Podcast, simple name, uh, has joined the network. Uh, They have been doing this for over seven years. Uh, They are called the Blues Hockey Podcast. That is their name. They're very simple to find, and uh, I suspect that they understood what SEO is before SEO really got popular. So uh, you can find them wherever you get your podcast from. Easy to search, and uh, they've already uh, interacted with us a little bit on Twitter. We hope to have some more cooperation with them going forward. Always nice to have a pair of veteran—actually, uh, I think they're— uh, at least a trio of, of podcasts. I admittedly I haven't listened to them yet. Um, but, uh, and again, I don't, I don't view them as you may, you may be wondering, well, why are you promoting another blues podcast? Well, yeah, I, I promoted the Blue Note Fan Report. That guy, the YA Blues fan, does. Blues Fan Reacts has his own YouTube channel. I kind of, I kind of view this thing as an ecosystem. You know, I, I, I don't think there's any real competitors. We're all trying to, um, make it in the podcasting world, I guess. And, uh, it doesn't hurt to help each other. I I really don't, I'm not that, you know, competitive when it comes to this sort of thing. I mean, I am competitive in general, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I I just think, I just think the podcasting world, um, is a podcast by their nature are where people get together and talk about the issues or talk about a subject or, or what have you, and just have a friendly conversation. and. That's what we're doing here. So and there, there's, there's no need for, you know, headbutting or, or hostility. So welcome, uh, the guys at the uh, Blues Hockey Podcast. And then THPN has signed one of my favorite players in uh, from the 90s uh, growing up. And I'm not just saying that because he's now part of the network. This guy, I legit loved watching him play in the 90s. He was such a little punk, um, but he was such a uh, talented scorer. He was a very exciting to watch. I'm talking about Former Calgary Flames forward, Theo Fleury. Uh, He is going to be one of the hosts of the We're All a Little Crazy, alongside sports business reporter and mental health advocate, Darren Ravel. You've you've known him over the years uh, from ESPN. Now he's kind of doing his own thing. And uh, the founder of the same here, global mental health movement, Eric Cusson. Now that podcast will start in April. And I think it is great that we are having a much needed discussion on mental health as it pertains to the game of hockey. Um, there's been a lot of stories that have come out over the years about hockey players suffering from mental health issues uh, in my bookshelf uh, uh, behind me here. Actually, it's up there. Um, I have a book from Patrick O'Sullivan, who was a former uh, highly touted prospect who dealt with just all sorts of abuse growing up. And he's he's he opened up and wrote a book about it to, you know, just, you know, talk about it. You know, when you're having when you're having a mental health crisis, the best thing to do Besides, you know, getting, you know, medical help or, you know, prescriptions it's just talking about it. That's that that's and so I'm glad we're having this talk. I'm glad Theo Darren and Eric are a part of the network and I'm looking forward to their shows. Uh, Definitely that'll be this will be one that I uh, definitely put on my uh, regular rotation. So just again, just as a general heads up, I'm recording this on Wednesday before the Wednesday night game. Uh, We recorded with uh, WAGS and Blue Notes uh, Blues Fan Reacts before this as well. So uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this, we'll have more uh, coming up. Uh, Just as a special little extra for the audio uh, side of things on on Thursdays, you know, where we do a lot of stuff with video and uh, we love all of our our video uh, watchers and subscribers. Um, But we also have the audio version as well. We want to kind of show our audio listeners some love as well. So a little extra content by finding Blue Notes on your favorite podcast provider and listening to the audio version of this episode. Um, Speaking of youngsters, uh, we uh, recently talked about uh, Clem Costin and the possibility of him coming over to uh, help with the forward depth. Uh, he ended up with seven goals and 11 assists in 43 games with Avangard Omsk. The regular season there is done and in a typical Kostin fashion. He also had 50 penalty minutes, as Kostin does. And he really turned it up as the season went on. He, he didn't do much at the start, but as, as, as it went on, he started really showing off the talent that made him a first-round pick of the Blues uh, a few years back. And I think he's kind of got blues fans excited again. And a lot of people are wondering with all these all the forward depth issues that the blues are having right now, can we get Clem Coston over to the United States to help out with the blues forward depth? because uh, certainly he would, you know, you, you'd probably rather have, you know, him playing than like a Sam Annis or a Dakota Joshua. More on Joshua in just a little bit. I don't want to knock him or anything, but Clem Coston and Dakota Joshua are. A little different in terms of, you know, the future NHL prospect hierarchy, I guess. Um, so, now that the regular season over for the KHL, a lot of people think, oh, let's just bring Kostin over. No problem, right? Not so fast. Uh, Blues GM Doug Armstrong addressed this topic earlier in the week, and I want to talk about it now. Avangard Omsk is in the KHL playoffs, and their playoffs can kind of drag out a little bit, so... And Avangard's pretty good. Their, their team is pretty good this year. I don't know if they're going to be better than SKA St. Petersburg, which is kind of the powerhouse there, but uh, um, they could make a deep run in the playoffs. So, and they're probably going to win Kostin for that. So that's an issue. That's one issue. But I know what you're saying. What if Avangard gets bounced in the first round? Well, you have to get Kostin over from Russia to the United States and keep in mind, We are still in a pandemic. We are still living in this... Living with COVID. You know, living with COVID. I feel like that should be the title of a book. Living with COVID. Um, So it's not so simple as putting Kasdan on the next plane from Moscow or Omsk to uh, the United States. And catching a connecting flight to St. Louis. Because there's probably no direct flights from St. Louis to Russia. Um, So no, you you can't do that. You have to... Once you get Klim in the States... He needs to quarantine for 14 days. He's going to sit in a hotel room by himself, isolated for 14 days. Now, if he does this, by the way, if he comes over and he has to sit in a hotel room, maybe we can get him on Blue Notes. Just a thought. Just a thought. And by the way, speaking of Blue's prospects, I got an announcement to make uh, here in just a little bit as well uh, before we uh, head to uh, the break and bring in Wags and uh, Mason and. Um, it's, it's good news guys. It's really good news. Um, but back to Costin. So Costin going to be in a hotel room quarantining for 14 days and in 14 days, you know, I don't know what his body weight regimen is like, or, uh, uh, what is, you know, self-isolating workout regimen is like, but he's going to have to have some time to get back into game shape after he gets out of that hotel room and he's determined he's not going to infect the world. So that might take, Few days a week? I mean, he's been away from the roster entirely this whole season. So he needs to get a uh, you know adjusted to the North American game again. He needs to, you know, get adjusted to Coach Baruby's system and he needs to be evaluated to see, okay, where do where what do we do with Clem Costin? Where do we put him in the lineup? Because as you know, Baruby likes to have, you know, muckers and grinders, you know, at least one up on the on those first two lines, you know, to add a little bit of a physical presence, you know, throughout the lineup. Does Costin go in the first line, second line, third line, fourth line? You need time to determine where he goes. So let's pump the brakes a little bit. The Costin door is I it's not closed. It's not open. It's it's stuck. Right now it's just stuck. Thank you, COVID. Thank you so much. Um, I hope we see Costin at some point, but um just my point here is just don't don't bet on it. You know, don't don't put all your eggs in that basket. It'd be nice if we got him over. But um, there's a lot of hoops he has to jump through for that. So back to Dakota Joshua, or as I call him on uh, Twitter, Dakilla Joshua. Um, He got to benefit from some surprise NHL uh, playing time this week. And uh, by the way, there's really nothing to Dakilla Joshua. It's just something I thought of. It's stupid. I know. You think it's stupid. You probably do. I know you do. I I know you're shaking your head right now. Um, Guess what? the killer got a goal Monday night, you know, so no more laughing at Dakota Joshua and, you know, thinking that he's a country singer or, you know, he's never going to be anything in the NHL. The guy got a freaking goal, but of course it, you know, it wasn't like, you know, he, you know, faked out the goaltender or, you know, clapped a 101 mile an hour slap shot. Um, No, as he puts it quote right in the midsection. I'm not so sure it all happened really fast a nice greasy go to the net goal and that's what it was he um i forget who sh- who made the initial shot i don't have that in front of me but uh, a blues player shot the puck and off the rebound it basically bounced off his belly button and it it went by the and it went by the goaltender and in an nhl if it goes off the body and it wasn't like deliberately pushed in which it wasn't they they did they did review it because it looked like it may have gone off his wrist or his or his glove but it actually went off. It did physically go off his torso. So it uh, went off his torso. Went in. He gets credit for the goal. He is now on the NHL score sheet. And if he never plays an NHL game again, he will have one goal in one game. That is a point per game player, Dakota Joshua. Although I think he will be playing uh, Wednesday night. Uh, we'll of course you'll know that whenever uh, um, you listen to this podcast or watch this podcast. And the game's already done. Um, so there you go. Um, you know, I've never, dra- I've never really dreamed uh, scoring my first NHL goal off my belly button. But, uh, hey, it works, right? It still counts. So um, speaking of uh, youngsters, I teased it just a couple minutes ago. Next week, it's, I'm not sure if it's going to be for the Monday or Thursday episode yet. We're still working out the uh, logistics with this junior team. But you may have heard that Blues goaltending prospect Colton Ellis signed an entry-level contract. And you might be wondering who Colton Ellis is. And you might look at his stats and go, damn, this guy is lighting it up in the queue. He was on a shutout record for a while. He's like 16-1. and This this guy is pretty exciting. And so I reached out to uh, his uh, QMHL team. Uh, QMJHL team I should say uh, the Charlottetown Islanders and they are going to make Colton Ellis available to us here on Blue Notes for a chat next week it when we live stream Sunday it might be live Sunday afternoon um or it'll be our Thursday episode for next week it just we have to kind of line up his schedule with ours so uh, but we are looking forward to bringing Colton Ellis on Blue Notes either the next episode or the one right after it, it will be next week. I can comfortably say we will have Colton Ellis next week at some point. So stay tuned for more details on when uh, you can hear from the blues, gold prospect Colton Ellis. So that's pretty exciting news. Speaking of exciting, you know, it's not very exciting in Detroit right now for Red Wings fans, but damn, if the Red Wing rant guys don't make it exciting to listen to their podcast and, They've uh, asked us to play a promo of theirs, and uh, we're going to go ahead and do that right now. So uh, check out the guys from Red Wings Rant. He's my brother, Mike. He's my brother, Matt. And we are the brothers of discussion hosting Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a hope.
3: In a season mired in tragedy and despair, we are here to be your audible Earl Grey to bring
0: joy, placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras in Red Wing history. Ah! We honor the past, find the positives in the present. I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the winged wheel's future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast to your Detroit Red Wings, and I'm going to play games like Who's that, Who's that Come on! Pokemon? Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context for Jeff Blaschel and we gotta figure out who that Red Wing is. <laughs> Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Eiserman and play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating
3: assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze, some of the great local and national
0: voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave at Greg Wyshynski and Ryan Lambert.
1: Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts,
0: Spotify, and
1: everywhere else you listen to podcast. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion.
0: All right, now it's time for our notes that are blue. It is uh, notes that are written in blue font because, uh, um we can't call it blue notes because that is the name of our show so you can't
3: call it blues notes because that's the name of my show so that's
0: right that's right and then we can't call it the blue note fan report because that's guy's show and i i feel like we're just like one big you know copyright infringement lawsuit just waiting to happen Mm -hmm. amongst the the three of our brands here but
3: so what far, a, so far, what a bunch of unoriginal people we are! <laughs> I, My know, God. That's I know. Four
0: shows. <laughs> I thought. I thought when I started Blue Notes you know, a couple of years ago, in meeting with uh, with our co founders of THPN, I thought I was so clever because I thought, hey, no one has Blue Notes. I mean, that that that's new. I ch- I, I, I took a quick look and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find guys' YouTube channel at all. So I was like, okay, that's that's open. You know, Blue Notes, great. And then I discovered guy like right afterwards, and uh, uh, thankfully he hasn't uh, said anything. So uh, hopefully, guy's not listening right now and won't <laughs> say anything. <laughs> Anyways, notes that are blue. So we kind of talked about it a little bit uh, um, earlier. Uh, the Blues entered this week third in the West in points, fourth in winning percentage, really? and I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little, yes, and I'm a little worried because right behind them are the LA Kings who are fifth in the West in points, fifth in winning percentage. You got to remember Colorado and, and is is, is, their schedules kind of messed up because of COVID and uh, Vegas has been messed up with COVID as well. So you got to kind of break it down with points and percentage. Um, The Kings got two games uh, starting with starting Friday and Saturday. Um, We'll start off with the WAGs. Are these suddenly must win games? Yes, 100% and not
1: so much point wise, But for Psyche, I mean, Jonathan Quick was vintage Quick in those games, in in the game that he played against the Blues earlier this week. They played the Blues like they played them in the playoffs. And at that point, they were a high seed, and and they weren't an underdog. But now they have that underdog mentality, and that's a little scary. They also have some young guys that are quick and looking to prove themselves. So the Blues need to assert dominance and say, look, no, we are – one of the three teams, one of the three big boys on the block, you're, you're not taking over right now. We've still got our, our window open. So they have to win these games. And honestly, before that, you can't even start thinking about that until you play these games against Anaheim. And I I, I know we, we can get ahead of ourselves a little bit, but I'm hoping the Blues don't overlook Anaheim because Anaheim plays them tough as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. when you get to this weekend, Friday, Saturday, you have to take four points from LA. It's not even a question in my mind
0: well before we uh started off the season here we all picked our uh, west division standings and i think uh i think at least two of us picked the kings to be last so it's either them or san jose i i picked i i yeah uh, i i didn't yeah yeah Yeah. but uh and now and now here they are you know of course we all picked arizona fourth you know when i say all of us i mean myself wags uh luke widman and and guy the white blues fan and uh me I i had him fourth as well that's that's paying. There we go. And and, and see how that's paying off. Um, but, uh, you know, let's go to you, Mason. I mean, I, I thought the Kings were supposed to be like an easy game this year. So and like easy laid back get some easy points. That's not been the case this year. Are, are you worried about the Kings as I
3: am? There's a lot of surprising storylines after this one. You know, Florida is the big one, I think. we I mean, people don't really talk about that one in the blues sphere because, you know, they're not even close to our division or anything like that, but Florida's been the big surprise. Uh, And then LA's a close second. I mean, LA's been unbelievable. Everything, everybody's gelling well. Like I always said, they're a bad team right now, and I've said in every single postgame that I've done after every game against the Kings, I say, you know, these, these guys aren't that good. They're going to be dangerous five years down the road. They're not going to be good now, and their chemistry is ridiculous right now, and that's what's carrying them right now.
0: Let me pause you for a second here. So, are we invoking the rule of Omerta here when it comes to Chicago and how surprising they have been? Because they're about we're not the, talking about that. We can't. This is a Blues. Okay, this is a Blues fair, podcast. We're fair, not allowed fair, to talk about them. Okay. Very, very, okay. Very well. Very well. Omerta is in effect when it comes to Chicago. Got it. Yes. Yeah, no. Yes. Yeah, snitches get stitches. We
3: just pulled a Chinese Communist Party, right? there. we pulled a Tiananmen square. <laughs>
0: it, 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 isn't Chicago just a crater where something great used to be at one point but no longer is, and we just don't talk about it? Is, is, is yeah. that what okay, I've got it. It got makes it. us
3: feel good. It's why yes, is it, what it is. It makes yes, us it, feel
0: good. Yes, it does. Picking on the Chicago Blackhawks oh. always makes us feel good, even though they are doing better than the blues. Sorry, Omerta, Omerta, Omerta. Okay. <laughs> okay o- Forbidden o- 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 knowledge For- yes exactly exactly moving on so we we, we we touched on it a little bit um as well during this session here Craig Beruby saying there's a good chance Vladimir Tarasenko plays on this road trip could it be, could be as soon as as soon as the Kings could be as soon as a sharks game uh could be as soon as as Vegas um I mean I'm a little I'm I'm not as excited, I think, as some are just because I remember how he came back for the playoffs last year. He was flat, tentative, ineffective, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is shoulder surgery number three. And there is the rule of diminishing returns here. You know, when it comes to surgeries like that, the 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 turnaround and the return to form after this many surgeries, not it, it it's historically not, it's not been good. there. It's not it's <laughs> not good. But on the flip side of that, I'm encouraged because with all these injuries mounting, um, I'm almost kind of looking forward to seeing what Tarasenko can do in this lineup just for the fact that he's a warm body who can score. You know, he's not one of the, you know, grinder army that uh, the Blues have, you know, had in their taxi squad at the start of the season, like your McEacherns and your Della Rosas of the world. This is Vladimir freaking Tarasenko. Um, So. Let's go to let's go to Mason first. How excited are you about the possibility of Tarasenko returning in the coming days?
3: Like I said, I'm a nervous wreck. I'm not excited at all. What's gonna happen? Well, I am excited, obviously, to have him in the locker room and have him, you know, contribute. But uh, what's going to happen? I'm gonna tell you right now. What's going to happen? First three games, he's gonna look terrible, and everyone's yeah. gonna be like, "Oh no, he totally re injured his shoulder, and he's and he's totally done, and he's never gonna be the same." And that's just not the case. He's going to come back. He's not going to look good for a few games because like he did in the bubble, you know, in the round robin series, he, he was feeling out his shoulder. You know, he he was being risky on that. He didn't want to, but he was trying to t- take minimal risks. So he's going to be stripped of the puck easily. He's going to oftentimes probably be borderline a liability the first three games. And I expect him to really pick that up, you know, later on. And how quickly that happens, I guess time will tell, but that's what's going to happen. And I don't want to hear a single trade Tarasenko during that time, because if I do, I will literally make a video and cuss all of you out. I do not want to hear
0: it. I've got another suggestion after we hear from Wags here about what the Blues can do with Tarasenko if he comes out flat. But Wags, first of all, are you excited, jittery, or like Mason and many of us both?
1: Uh, Yeah, both. uh, Jittery because we don't know what we're going to get from Vlad. I'm a little bit more optimistic though, because if you look at Tarasenko, his work ethic is there. His desire, his compete, all of that is there. It's, it's not like he's coming back and going, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a go again. Here we, here right. we go.
0: He, Time he's, to play hockey.
3: He's oh, I was to enjoying play. my foot massages, but whatever, <laughs> let's do it. He's
1: itching to play. He, he is, he is frustrated. He is pissed that he hasn't mm-hmm. been able to produce for this team. And, yeah, the first game or two, he may come out and it, it may just be getting back up to speed. But I tell you what, if his shoulder feels good, watch out because he is going to want to prove to everybody that three shoulder surgeries don't mean shit because he hasn't he- been,
3: he hasn't, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, you. you're good. This is a, he hasn't been a real contributor since October of 2019 it's been forever he is itching to get out there he wants to get out there and contribute so you know he's going to be risky the first couple like I said first three games are going to tell us a lot about how he is going forward when you
1: look back to the playoffs against Chicago that one year they did a a stat on him the the time it takes the puck to come off of his stick once it comes into contact was just unreal and yes he's going to lose some of that but Mm -hmm to go from unreal to pretty damn good isn't it's a drop-off, but it's still pretty damn good. So he yeah. still has talent. And I think if that shoulder is feeling good to him, then he's going to come out and just put out a tear and people are going to be like, Oh, why were we worried about this?
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, tarasenko he's, you know, a little bit in the same, a similar cloth as Bennington and that he is driven to succeed. He has got a chip on his shoulder, uh, to succeed to be you know one of the best players in hockey, I feel that he truly loves having that status as uh, a NHL elite player. And you're right, it, it has been, it, it must be driving him nuts. You know, since that LA Kings game, the same game that Clifford and, and Bennington had their little tête-à-tête, that's the game that you know Tarasenko uh, injured his shoulder again. It's been a long time. It's, it has been 18 months. Since Tarasenko was an effective NHL hockey player, and you're right, you know it's got to be driving him nuts sitting there rehabbing his shoulder, not being on the ice. I mean, I've noticed every pic, like every picture that I have seen of Tarasenko practicing with the team, he's got a big ass grin on his face. And you know, some people might say, "Well, you know, he's he's you know that that's just photographer's choice." You know, he probably you know has picked a good photo. No, I think he is legit tickled to death. To be out there on the ice with his teammates, uh, ramping up his you know you know level of, com- of compete you know in practice, and yeah, he's going to be dying to get back. And I, I, I there, there's a big part of me that you know looks back at history and looks back at last year and how flat he was coming out. But there's another part of me that's like, I know Tarasenko. We've gotten to know Tarasenko for the past decade. We know how competitive he is. We know how when he is on, the guy is absolutely lights out, a deadly score. I think he will be driven, as Wags said, to prove that he is healthy from his shoulder injuries and his shoulder surgeries and that he is ready to, you know, claim the mantle of being an NHL elite player. Um, you, I, I do agree with Mason, though. It may take a game or two just to, you know, kind of get him back up to speed, if you will. I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if Berube, um, you know, maybe keeps him on the third line or something like that and doesn't play him as much just to get him, you know, kind of used to the flow of the NHL mm-hmm. again and you know how how that speed goes and maybe protect them a little bit. Um I wouldn't be surprised if you know Terror Senko ends up on a line with a you know big ugly next to him like a Clifford or someone like that. You know, like you know like like you know how Gretzky back in back in the day had Marty McSorley protecting yeah. him you know with Edmonton and Los Angeles. You know, Baruby's an old school guy. He's from that era. He knows how that works. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes sure there is an ugly next to Tarasenko in the lineup to make sure that no one tries anything with him because you know Tarasenko he's going to have a target on him when he comes back and uh, sure. it, it, it's just the way hockey is you know they they they've done a lot in the in in the past years with like upper body injuries and lower body injuries you don't you know they they try to you know protect um you know what injury a player has and that's that that's so that other players uh, partly because so other players don't target those injuries you know they don't exactly know what's been well documented tarasenko has a bum shoulder that he's been he's been working through so
3: really i hadn't heard
0: yeah exactly i know right so i'm just i just think it'll be interesting to see how he reacts and i'm interested to see how how the team reacts you know to him being back in the lineup and how the league reacts to him, you know, being an an opponent again. But as far as, as far as as the team thing goes, Mason, I mean, when you get a player, the level of Tarasenko's caliber coming back into a lineup there, there, you have to get used to him. You have to get used to his abilities and his talents. We saw that a little bit with Gretzky and uh, Brett Hull, you know, after Gretzky was traded 25 years ago, this, this week, by the way, that happened. And they didn't have the best chemistry, Gretzky and Mm -hmm. Hull they only had a few games to like really ramp that up and I I think as time as the playoffs went on I think the chemistry got a little bit better but it took them some time so I mean I'm really curious Mason to see how this team responds to Tarasenko ba- uh, being back in the lineup and more importantly how his line mates respond uh
3: I mean like you said I, I can totally see him like with like a Clifford, Blay, Terrasenko kind of thing like Blay and Clifford are there like don't fuck with big vladdy daddy don't do that so i mean yeah so i feel like that'll get him a little bit of wiggle room to start getting back into his groove but at the same time you want to see him with shannon schwartz again everybody's dying to see obviously it won't be schwartz for a while but well yeah i mean you want to see him with shen because he's always had good chemistry with shen what if we see we saw a shen tarasenko o'reilly pairing in 2019 maybe that would be a good line to go for in the future you know you just never know that would be Let's see. Who's who would uh Tarasenko be taking the A from though? Would it be Shen or Pareko? You're right. Well,
0: Pareko's out, so, so it would have, have to be Pareko. Out. Out. And, and Falk's been borrowing it, so I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, you know, Falk would have to, you know, give it over, which I'm sure That's he wouldn't true. mind. I don't think That's I don't think he would. mind. I tell you what that A has looked damn good on him these last couple it games So it, it, it really compliments his mustache. Very very, it does. very nicely. It does. I, mean,
3: I think like the the A the little uh line in between the a i think that should just be turned into a handlebar mustache i feel like that would just be like such a cool th- like you know how the flames assistant patches a flame you know
0: yeah you, you, you gotta you gotta do something creative there right you know you know hockey players need to be marketed better in general and you know that that that's just that's a small way you can do that there's that definitely a small way you can do that um now i, I gotta be a debbie downer here because mm. we have to, we, we have to face the reality that maybe tarasenko comes out flat isn't as good as he was he's, I maybe, can't hear he's you. maybe he's got the yips that he had you know against the Canucks we don't know so I I'm gonna I'm gonna float this out to wags here and I'm gonna I, and there's a reason I'm bringing up C, the Seattle Kraken here um because that's gonna be our next topic here as well at least part of it um if Tarasenko comes out flat he's not the player that he was do you expose him to Seattle Oh God, that's a hard one
1: because y- you've seen it many, many times. You saw it in Vegas, a-, a guy that maybe was down and has a resurgence. And hello, Leafs forever! Thank you. We were talking about you
0: earlier. That's awesome. I was talking about you, buddy, man. We're... Leafs forever, like like Leafs occasionally. That's a, that's that that that's what your name is now. <laughs> <It's occasionally>. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'll get your branding there, bud. Leafs once every 50 plus years something like that. <laughs> <laughs> every 54 Cheers. years. Leafs sometimes. <laughs> leafs, <just> leafs sometimes.
1: <laughs> well, wow, we just gained and lost a viewer. Thank you. Uh, there we go. <laughs> that's right. The, the Blue Notes
0: outreach program is going great. Uh, but back to, back to the Seattle Terrace thing. How do thing. we go
3: back to that? Uh, <laughs>
0: We're terrible.
1: We're terrible. We are terrible. awful people. Awful people. We yes. are. Very, very awful. Stick with us. Uh yeah. <laughs> I promise we're
3: not assholes. I promise. Wait till the end
1: of the the end of the show. You'll see how much of not
0: assholes we are. We're only we're only assholes occasionally, like leafs occasionally.
3: God, you're the worst. <laughs> you're <laughs> just a terrible person.
0: Anyways, Wax, continue on your uh, educated point. Uh, we saw
1: in Vegas guys have kind of resurgent careers in there. I mean, it, it was that's what it was. You didn't have big names, and they got it done uh, with the Blues. Uh, yeah, they're gonna they're, they're dealing with some money issues right now, but they're gonna have stuff coming off the books next year mm-hmm. and the year after. They're not having to pay a bloated Petrangelo contract. The Krug deal is not bad, even Justin Falk's deal isn't bad right now when you look at it. Yes, you have to re-sign Schwartz and a couple of other guys like a Bennington potentially as well. So it'd be great to have that extra money. But the only way I see them exposing him is if he actually asks them to. If if he's not playing well and he goes to the Blues and says, "Look, I just I can't do anything more for this team, except go somewhere else and free up the money for you." If he comes and t- and says that, then yes, you you let that happen. But I just, I don't think, and I can't see them letting him go after he was the face of the organization for a long time. Obviously, they've already lost a face in Alex Petrangelo. I don't think they can do that again at this point in time because it is a, it's a, it's a decent contract for, for a forward. And the Blues have paid lower line forwards just as much money in in years past. And if, if he's got the ability to come back, not this year and be the player he was, but have a rebound year next year the blues will be kicking themselves if they expose him in the draft
0: yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely uh by the way i have official proof that we are not assholes uh lease occasionally he likes it uh celebrate celebration new celebrations every 54 years thank you very much lease forever by the way he says if anyone needs someone to scare people off tom is your man are you talking about me, or are you Wait, a are you, Tom oh, as well? I, I, I thought you were questioning if you were a man. I was like, what? I, I'm a man. I'm 40. No, actually, I'm You're I'm 35. Boy. You're a big I'm, boy now. Yeah, I'm a big kid now. There you go, big talking boy. about hockey and, you know, professionally on a live stream and podcast. Well, we are so
3: unbelievably professional. We, we are, are the, most, we are, we are, we are the prof-
0: most professional bunch of cunts you'll ever meet
3: in your life. So.
0: <laughs> I'm going to put that... <laughs> Hey, at least forever. Get put that on the business card, okay? You know, pro, 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 professional cunts. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That that I, I'm putting that on my LinkedIn right after we get done with the show here. I Can mean, you please put it in the Twitter pile too. I mean, my my God. I mean, you know. I mean, who needs Doc Emmerich? You just have professional cunt Tom Franklin. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, as as far as Tarasenko to Seattle, while we're talking about ludicrous things, um, if. Tarasenko, same scenario for you, Mason. If Taras, if Tarasenko comes out flat, not like he was, is he someone you expose to Seattle? No, I don't not at all. So. Uh, I, you know,
3: <clears throat> we've lost too much leadership to lose him. Even if he's not good, he might turn into the next Alex Steen. You know, I mean, Alex Steen. No knock on his play, but he dropped off pretty hard in 2019. So, and then he took on that fourth line role, and he was a big leader in the locker room. Tarasenko could very well follow the same path and retire a blue with that. You know, probably I'm sure if he's not playing well, he's not going to beg for a bigger contract. He's gonna he's gonna want to stick with the team. He his heart is in St. Louis, much like Petrangelo, which I think why he's not doing too well is because his heart's in St. Louis. And you know, you have to. I don't know. You just want to see him contribute with the Blues forever. But uh, if he's like really that bad and he's like demanding a trade out then i'd say trade him i don't i don't think exposing him to seattle is Damn. a good plan i'd rather seattle take like a scandella or a like a like just just anyone else like anyone else but um yeah
0: by by the way speaking of bad ideas um he thinks at least forever thinks we do a great job with the blues podcast but mm-hmm. if we did a leafs one we'd be even better which i'm going to refute that right now because there was enough not enough alcohol in the world cra- <laughs> to do a Leafs podcast well, and still maintain and
1: I think I see his point, though, is we're pretty truthful and we don't shy away from tough subjects. Whereas Toronto media is trying to be all rainbows and sunshine and touting the Leafs as the best team in the world. It, we might actually be the one group that could come in and say, look, this is this is how it is. They're not good.
3: Why episode is that? And it's just us, like alternating, just saying, "You all suck, you all suck, you all <laughs> suck, you all suck, you all suck." Wags, what do you think? You all suck, you all suck. Tom, we all suck, so, we all suck, we all suck. How about that, so. Mitch
0: Marner? He sucks, and and that that asshole Nylander. fuck that guy. Uh, Matthews overrated. Can't grow a mustache. Yeah, can't, you can't even grow, grow a mustache,
3: mustache for shit. Don't <laughs> exactly. expose yourself to. And you know in what, Scott Trade Parking Lot.
1: John Tavares still sleeps in his kitty. In his kitty yeah, bed with those sheets. <laughs> That's, right. His
3: pajamas. That's right. Where's That's your right. jammies?
0: And and we won't even talk about how Matthews looks like a you know guy that you know you avoid in the uh you know playground as he pulls up in his you know old rusty brown van. And, and you, you, know, you
1: wanna as- know the the of resistance? Yeah. Frederick Anderson's actually a pretty damn good goaltender.
0: That would kill these fans. Oh, my God. Oh my yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, you, you, you can't do that. That's too far, Wags. That's mm-hmm. too far. Too far. Bridge too yeah. far. It's Tone been... it down, Wags. Tone it Jordan, down, Wags. You can Jordan... say
3: we're professional cuts, but the moment you say Freddie Anderson's good, <laughs> that's where we draw the line, buddy. All right? You better watch yourself from this from this Come day on, forward. Wags, look, to be a member
0: of the Toronto media, it, Jordan Binnington's the savior, okay? Not not, not Freddie Anderson, okay? We, we, we're, we're trying to drag Anderson down down so we can make it possible for Bennington to come to Toronto but I, I thought Alex Petrangelo was the
1: savior for Toronto uh
0: we don't talk about oh. that okay we we, we, we don't okay. talk about that we don't no just no no and T.J. Brody's our savior now okay oh, get, yep. come on get get it right he's the I'm
3: gonna go get savior. the scotch I'll be back <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: <man. laughs> do, I, yeah. do I have
1: to go into the pit of misery now
3: all right, yes. Leafs.
0: Yes. Pit of misery behind your jerseys. <laughs> all right. All right. Least forever. That was our audition. Tell us how we did. Yeah. Um. Uh. But, but Okay. Actually, he, instant response. You're making fun <laughs> of. Two top 10 see, players This is in why the East we channel. would not be good. <laughs> top five. top ten. Right and which blue is a top fifteen player? Hmm. All right. <laughs> <Kyle> <laughs> Clifford. You, yeah, well, lately, lately. <laughs> no. No. Justin. No. No.
1: Not not number wise. He, yes, he wears jersey number thirteen. That that doesn't mean he's a top fifteen player.
0: Well Justin yeah, Fox Justin yeah. Fox seventy two, so he's not even close. So yeah. I mean we we, yeah. we don't make we don't make leafs occasionally's list. So anyway, uh moving on. Uh by the way, it's a ways, recurring joke now. Yes, yes, yes it is. And and we'll say it occasionally. Um <laughs> the <Stop>! dot <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just continue. We've lost everybody. There's nobody (laughs) watching now. They're just like, are you kidding me? These guys actually two 35-year-old men and a 20-year-old man thinks this is
0: funny. I am fucking out. (laughs) by the way be careful when you're talking about Kyle Clifford cuz he is a least legend so he, he he may very well be top 15 he may very well be um the drop hockey podcast speaking of the all canadian division and fellow canadians they caught wind that nhl officials are considering making these the the current division alignments that we're in right now permanent i don't know mm. where they got that info from but that's what they've heard and apparently the joy of all Canadian games is just too alluring for the NHL, or at least for some people within NHL brass. So, if the NHL were to come out and say that the Blues will forever play Western teams and their late starts, and, you know, is that something you would look forward to? Also, how would this work when Seattle gets in? Who gets moved to the Central? Well, well let's go one thing at a time. First of all, if this was the division the Blues are going to be in, Wags, would you be down for it or no? Fuck no! <laughs> thank you, thank <laughs> that's, you. That's all you gotta say. Thank you. Uh, even even Lisa occasionally says, "What? That's a pure no for me. I want to beat Boston more."
1: Hey, that's something we can agree
0: on. And we want to beat Chicago again. We can't beat Chicago, yes! with, you know, in, in our current situation. Wow. No. So Mason, you're 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 da- you're you're thumbs th- thumbs damning the all the West Division forever. The only benefit I can see from
3: keeping these divisions is that a the, the, the those teams suck and b uh the, we'd have to a lot of those games will be on the west coast so they would be pacific time therefore we won't have like 8 39 30 puck drops that's like the only benefit i could see out of that everything else fuck that no
1: i, <laughs> I, I know will, I, no i will say no. this i will no. say this your 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 west coast point got me thinking if if Somehow we got to be a part of the Blues organization, got to travel with the team. I would be down with going to the West Coast a whole bunch. Who, so,
0: who, who's eating edibles now? I mean, it, it, Mason, <laughs> did you give Wax some of your edibles before? I did not. No,
3: I promise. I promise. That is a hell of a lot for shipping. I'm not paying that. <laughs> that would be the no. only way. That would be the only way is if well, we were a part of the media
1: of the team for the Blues well, and we got to travel to the West Coast. That's the only sure. way I would do it. Also,
0: I would not also stay in LA, if you, right? Also, if you're if you're mailing you know marijuana products you know across state lines, isn't that a felony?
3: I'd still be. I reckon.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, Mason's not worried. He's he's you know he's he's done time. He's fine. I've done time. <laughs> yeah. I. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've... not a big deal. Nah, you want to know where I got these scars? <laughs> not really. Um. So yeah, yeah. Thumbs down on the West Division. You know these no, these eight thirty, nine thirty starts. I mean, look. It, it's kind of neat that we're playing teams that we don't normally play a lot. I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of not. I guess there's a bit of a novelty factor to it, I guess. You know, we get to play Vegas more with, you know, and get to see Petro more and get to see Jordan Cairo, you know, completely undress Alex Petrangelo, you know, multiple times. That's a fun thing. But um, I, I, I honestly, you know, I, I can I can officially say here at the you know start of March, I miss Chicago. I miss beating up on mm-hmm. Chicago. I miss
3: yeah. I, I, I miss It'd, Dallas. They'd be kicking our asses right now, though. So we got to keep that in mind. They would be absolutely destroying us this year. Oh, America, so, in we a way, you know, we, we don't talk but, about that. Well, that's true. We don't talk about that. But I mean, you like that we have like a year gap just to kind of like go, all right, that's it.
0: we're gonna <laughs> beat you so hard next year. It's
3: our gap year.
0: It's our. Ga- <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get the West Coast out of our system. Oh God! <laughs> we gotta purge them. Just, just, just get it done. Get to take your cough medicine, and 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 then move on. You know, and and then and let and let Chicago beat up on Detroit.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. I, 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 mean, I actually, honestly, I miss Nashville fans. I miss just stupid no. fans. Oh I miss no. stupid fans. <laughs> I don't, don't
0: miss no. They are a special kind of stupid in Nashville. I mean, they I love they, they, they Nashville.
3: Start... I love Nashville from afar. I don't like them in our <laughs> exactly. I, I appreciate the like Gold Chance. It's beyond amazing, and I love that atmosphere. I wish the Blues had more of that atmosphere. But oh my god, they got some dumb ass motherfuckers in that fan base. We got, I mean, look, we look, They got I Country mean... Roads we do that's okay okay
0: country roads is a treasure country roads is a treasure okay uh some guy in his meth trailer you know cooking up meth with his sister wife sitting next to him while he's typing away that's not fun that that that, that's not cool okay (laughs) we had we had a mother what an
3: image we had a mother girlfriend
1: uh issue at uh at our game tonight too so i get the whole sister wife thing yeah what,
0: what you gotta
1: unpack that Wags. explain uh, no, oh, just, it, 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 it was just it was just a moment between a couple a couple you know uh, one of our guys who's our our big bruiser he took a penalty against the guy uh tripped him up the other guy came after him and, and our guy was yelling from the bench you know oh hey who is that in your uh in, in the stands is that your fat mother or is that your fat girlfriend and i turned i turned to him I turned to our guy and I go uh that's a stupid question it's both <laughs>
0: wow wow man feeling that nashville fan quota there That, that yeah. good for you man yeah, good, I got it. good for you better than my uncle do not compare me to my father <laughs> <laughs> by the way we were talking about alex petrangelo and uh it seems like our our, our old friend petro i'm sorry <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm sorry to all mothers out there, by the way. Um, I can't say sorry to mine because she's rest in peace. But, oh. um, yeah. Um, but, you know, she's, she's probably listening anyway, and she's probably very upset with what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm going to move on now. Um, it seems our old friend Alex Petrangelo is having a bit of a slow start in Vegas. Uh, in the latest 16 stats with uh, the Athletics' Dom Lucision, he uh, looked at his uh, poor start and said, quote, Oh, boy, indeed. At first blush, Alex Petrangelo has not had the start in Vegas that many would have expected. Among defensemen, he's last on the team with a garish 46% expected goals rate with an equally ugly 44% actual goals rate. Mm. The The only other defensemen who are negative in both are his main partner, Braden McNabb, and the team's rotating cast of six defenders. He also has just six points in 13 games, with five of those being secondary assists. Isn't that just a shame, guys? Isn't that that's just a shame? Well, I mean, we
3: can all understand why that's happening. His heart's so in St. Louis. We all know that he he misses the city and the, their fan base. I don't know. I was looking at Vegas Twitter and I was like, how I was wanted to see how excited they were, and I was like, you know, you're getting a really good player, and they were just kind of like. Yeah, about it. Like they're like, yeah, oh, cool, we got this player. They they didn't like try to show much emotional attachment to that player. They're still, learning how, they're still, still learning, learning
0: how to learning. hockey in Vegas. They're still learning. I
3: understand that. I understand that. They're yeah. former coyote. It's all former Coyotes fans in Vegas, right there. So they're used to heartbreak and
0: disappointment. Well, at least the ones that you know openly admitted they were coyotes fans. That's true. Louis's one yeah. of them, he's a good guy. We should have him on. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that, though, uh, he does give Petro some slack. He says mm-hmm. no other defenseman has faced Petrangelo's level of forward competition this season. The average forward Petrangelo faces has a five on five game score of 0.48, which is the highest in the league. And the next highest Golden Knight defender, Alec Martinez, is at 0.41, which is you know still up there in the 85th percentile. So they're saying that, you know, I guess I guess Don is giving the excuse, Wags, that he's facing the top, top, top competition in all of hockey. But, Wags, didn't he do that here in St. Louis as well?
1: He did. And I I don't want to give hope to an opponent. I don't want to give hope to the Vegas Golden Knights. But didn't we just go through this last year with a man named Justin Falk?
0: Yes.
1: So it's a guy getting used to a new environment, a new team, a new setup, a new system. And he's also going up against some of the best competition in the league. I'm not surprised that this is the way things are starting. Oh, hey, hey, guess what? Uh, Didn't Alex Petrangelo have COVID as well? And and we've seen how athletes have Mm -hmm. struggled after COVID. I mean, there's guys that are still a year after are still struggling to get back into form. So I I don't want to give them a pass, but there is an excuse. There is hope on the other side of this. I don't want to give that hope because it would torpedo the Blues in in the future. But we've seen it with Justin Falk. We've seen the after effects of COVID right now. If I were a Vegas fan, I'd be happy with what we get, what they get out of Petrangelo this year. And the fact that he's not playing with Martinez is shocking to me. Uh, I, I would expect that pairing to be something that happens. Here in the latter stages of the season when they really need to make sure that they're collecting points. Uh, and at that point, then you may see an uptick in his statistics. And because I mean, really, do you want to be playing with Braden McNabb? I mean, that's not yeah. who he's been playing with. Yeah. He, he, he just he's having to do a, a whole lot. So I would expect the numbers to go back up. And like you said, Justin Falk last year, look what he's doing this year. Petrangelo is probably the same situation next year.
0: It's almost like a hockey team is made up of more than one player, and oh. I think Vegas is still learning that Petrangelo, as good as he is, he's not Bobby Orr. No, he's he, he's the yeah. Imagine that! Imagine that. So, but they're they're paying him a lot of money to uh, to realize that. So, you know, good, nah, good luck. not good. our problem. Not our problem. Well, I looked
3: at that cabinet. I'm like, oh, that's going to stink in four years. That is going to stink. And they can't get rid of him. He's 31. In four years, he's 35. And that's when defensemen really... (laughs) I'm glad you said defensemen and not just men in general. Excuse me. (laughs) No. Do you want me to say men in general? No!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alrighty.
0: Well, one more final trip out to Nevada here and a final period on the Lake Tahoe uh, extravaganza, if you will, from the week prior. Uh, We've learned that the uh, first Lake Tahoe game was a disaster for another reason, and that was ratings. Uh, The first period averaged 1.35 million viewers on broadcast TV for NBC. Another 1.39 were streaming. That's, That's a good start. That's very promising. And then, you know, it turns out that sun and ice don't, Together and uh, they, had to de- they, they had to they de- they had to delay the game until like 9 30 central time, which you know as we know, Wags is not the most optimal time for oh, no. for watching hockey. And um, the final two periods averaged just three hundred and sixty one thousand viewers on broadcast TV, three hundred ninety four thousand on streaming on NBCSN. So that Whoa. means about a million viewers tuned out. And after the soft ice situation. NHL and NBC opted to push back Sunday's Flyers-Bruins game in Lake Tahoe from its original 2 p.m. network live telecast to a 7.30 p.m. on NBCSN. Now, it still averaged a million viewers, which the network said is the best regular season NHL audience in the channel's history, which is fantastic because the channel's going away soon. So, you know, they, they won't be able oh, to I build on thing. that soon. To- Exactly, uh, the Devils Capitals game originally in that Sunday evening cable slot replaced the Lake Tahoe afternoon game and averaged about 750,000 people on NBC. So fair to say, um, I think the NHL has learned their lesson, and if they're ever back out in Lake Tahoe, either start it in the late afternoon or put like a little um, like like a canopy or something over. Like they could still do like the hockey lodge thing to it. It's just. And they can still get the views. It's just, you know, like, start if you're going to start the game like at noon when the sun's at its highest, you know, having something over the ice may help a little bit, I'm just you saying. know,
3: You know what they need to do? They need to, like, build a rink and then just have giant green screen all around it and then just, like, <laughs> superimpose mountains on that green screen. I feel like that would work a lot. Don't just say it's, like, in some exotic location. You can make it on the damn beach. And yes. you'd be like, why is there so much ice? Oh, we got we got an amazing refrigeration unit. It's totally not a giant grease. Why not? Well, Which, it, it, you can make it on them. the moon. You can make you've, a hockey game on the moon. Why not?
1: You've seen the Mandalorian. I know, I know you have, Tom. Did yes. you get a, Did you watch the behind the scenes stuff that they did at the end of season one? And they took you inside uh their their, their filming location with the expanse or whatever it's called. Uh that would be what mason's talking about Mm -hmm. if you haven't if you haven't seen the behind the scenes stuff for the mandalorian i implore you to watch it because it's amazing but the the place that they film at is exactly along those lines you would be able to make it almost look absolutely seamless
0: yeah it's amazing what technology does hell guys sometimes will put you know like the uh uh, honolulu coastline behind him whenever he's doing his pre and post game shows and you know if the nhl does this you know you you know that he's going to be in hawaii like Finally, have a game do. on Wait, so Mars. They, they they listen to it. me. <laughs> have a game on. Why not? I mean, we we've got a camera on Mars now. We have a very yeah, good camera. So, yeah. Sure. yeah, you like, never know. Ship an ice surface there. Surely that's not that hard. And, and, but it but but the cool hard. but the cool thing would be is if they could like replicate the gravity on Mars, you know, and try to play hockey Moon with that gravity with that, hockey. With that with that lesser gravity, I wonder what that would be like.
1: Mutant League Hockey. If
0: you never played yes! it, Mutant League Hockey. I've never played, what? I've never heard of that. Mutant League Hockey came out in the mid 90s. It was for the Sega Genesis yep. only. And I know this because at the time it came out, I had a Super Nintendo, and I actually sold my Super Nintendo uh so I could get Mutant League Hockey for the Genesis. Yep. It that's, was amazing. That's what living in that that's what growing up poor is like. Um but but it, It was that fun of a game. It's basically NHL 94, which is hallowed, you know, the most hallowed hockey game of all time, but with mutants and weapons and fire pits and uh, monster goals and just all sorts of chaos. You could bribe
1: the refs to like look the other way while you killed a player, that sort of stuff.
3: That's it's freak, not too much different from nowadays now, is it? But, no, no. They, <laughs> no, no. they. I would love to see like freaking hockey on the moon. Like everyone just like jumping. I would watch the
0: hell out of that. Oh, that'd be that so sounds fun. so fun. By, by the way, they, they only had one edition of Mutant League hockey. They had one edition of Mutant League football, which is, you know, kind of the same premise. Sure. And they recently came out uh, the the creator of Mutant League football came out with like a spiritual successor in the last couple of years, Mutant Football League, which is available for Switch and Steam and all those and it's uh it's they're they're fun. They're they're definitely worth checking out. I hope he comes back and does Mutant Hockey League, you know, because we need we need some of that yes. in our lives, definitely. Definitely. And uh one final thought here on Blue Notes, uh, a word from uh uh blues fan reacts what's going on blue notes podcast family it's blues fan reacts and
3: i just got a few things to say before we continue as i'm sure a lot of you guys in the hockey twitter community are aware uh brian frazier has unfortunately lost his battle with leukemia and this was a man that i was very fortunately able to get to know over the last couple months and just knowing what his struggles were and how he took it all in stride and lived every day to its fullest is something just so inspirational to me. And I figured the best way I can do him a service for everything he's done for the hockey community is to promote a cause that he was so passionate about, and that's blood donations. And there's a crisis going on every single minute, and blood donation centers are always scrambling for more supply. And it's so easy to sign up, and it's so easy to donate. And oftentimes on websites like the American Red Cross or Hockey Gives Blood, it's so easy to find out if you're eligible to donate blood and to schedule an appointment. These places are very flexible with their hours very flexible with their scheduling you know there's no reason not to give something and even if you aren't eligible to donate blood it's okay because there are fundraisers on those sites where you can donate directly for causes and people who are in need for all you american listeners go to redcross.org or for you canada listeners go to hockeygivesblood.ca or even better you can actually find your nearest location you can oftentimes just walk in they'll give you an eligibility quiz and you can donate right then and there but considering we're in the middle of a global pandemic they might not be too keen on that so my best bet for you would be to just schedule an appointment online and there are locations of both of those organizations everywhere in both countries so if you can please donate it's simple fast easy scheduling is flexible oftentimes you can donate right then and there and it supports such good causes it's what Brian would have wanted fly high Brian we're all thinking of you and please donate blood
0: and by the way, just a quick note on the American Red Cross and blood donations. If you can't donate tomorrow or this week, that's okay. There's always a need for blood donations. You can donate next week, next two weeks, next month. It really doesn't matter. But you know, this—if if you ever needed a reason to do so, uh, this is the reason. And and by the way, just for those who haven't been following Fraser's story, uh, Mason, uh, t- tell us a little bit about him, if you don't mind.
3: Uh, he was an editor for a. Uh, he he was one of the technical producers actually of a of a online hockey show. He's a big, passionate sense fan, and you know uh, he you know he made hockey Twitter news when uh, it was announced that he had been diagnosed with leukemia in 2019. And uh, he beat that battle, and he just thanked everyone so much for their support. And you know the whole time, you know he was he was so passionate about giving blood because he needed it, and he got it when he needed it. And, and he always just told people to donate blood donate blood donate blood he was so passionate about that and then you know late last year when it was announced that it had returned you know and he said that you know he didn't want to continue his treatment he wanted to live and i think that is one of seriously the most the bravest thing that you can possibly think of especially from somebody like him and he's a guy that you know i'm i've been very lucky to get to talk to get to know uh, over the last couple of days or the last couple months now and uh you know god knows we're all gonna miss him you know he was such a big inspiration for the hockey community and you know the senators giving him that moment of silence just i i teared up so bad when that happened you know it just it met you know it it showed how much brian meant to everybody in sure. the hockey community and how much the hockey community meant to him so if any of you can i i I got an appointment with the American Red Cross. I'm going to be donating this week. And I just highly encourage everybody to do the same. You know, I'm a guy, I hate needles. (laughs) They walk you through the process so easily and they make it so comfortable and they do everything necessary. You know, take the eligibility quiz, do something. And if you can't donate blood, if you're not eligible, it's okay because on those sites, you can donate, you know, money to go towards these kinds of causes. You know, there's always a shortage of blood and anything you can do helps.
0: And that's going to do it for this episode of Blue Notes. I want to thank you for listening and watching because without you, there is no me, there is no Wags, there is no Blues Fan Reacts, and there is no Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump and always play to that whistle. A reminder that you can follow Blue
2: Notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod. I'm the voice of the blues, Tom Calhoun. Jeremy Boyer, play us out.
0: listening to the hockey podcast network your home for hockey talk covering every team in the nhl new episodes every monday download at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from